Welcome to Sports and Shorts. Sports, the emerging hotspot of sports and culture. Coming to you from our remote locations. With me tonight, my co-host, the exclamation point, the passionate one, Reed. Good evening. And the question mark, the man who cares nothing about sports, Rowdy. Holler. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Quarantine made you weird. And in the middle of the period, my name, is, yes, my name is Snoop. Gentlemen, episode 133. How are we? You surviving? I'm getting a little restless, to be honest with you. Oh, now we're getting yeah, personal. I, I forgot. I forgot what day it was today. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I, I was going back and forth whether this was Tuesday or Wednesday. I thought uh, it was Thursday. What'd you yeah. settle on? What'd you decide? Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> good. Good. So yeah, we're just uh, getting this out of the way early. Yeah. When in doubt, go backward. <laughs> yeah. No, it's. Uh, weird times that's for sure um but here's the great thing um this podcast the these podcasts that we've been recording in the middle of this this is this this one of these days like you know hundreds of years from now um no no this could be oh no primary sources oh no oh without doubt yeah for what life was actually like new history of past sports yes yeah, people, <laughs> the, the people's history of the coronavirus. Yeah, and, and, this and is, this is, we're making future history right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Until the totally. uh, until the <laughs> uh, the solar flare happens and wipes out all of our technology, and that's true. It's all just erased. But that's um, Yellowstone super volcano. We need to put <sighs> this down on some kind of golden record. Yeah, I'm working on it. I've got yeah. some. I've got some plans in the works. Right. So that um, we only make one copy of, and then we sell it. Right. To, uh, like a best of a best Your of kid. record, we shoot into space. We give yeah. it to Tesla, and they are SpaceX, and they shoot it into space. So it's us and Wu Tang. That's what we're saying right now. Hey, there could and, be worse primary source material. Chip. <laughs> 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 yeah. I don't know who he is, but apparently Method is the man. I mean, we could we could have Jim Jones Channel survive or something like yeah. that, or uh, not Jim Jones, Jimmy Swaggart or whatever survive. Jim Jones would not be ideal either. Can we go around no. the circle real quick? And uh, we we did this last week just informally. I kind of thought of it just now. It may not work. Uh, what's the weirdest thing you've seen uh, during quarantine? Oh. Oh no, we've got dead air. Okay, mm. let's let's drop this. That's gonna oh, be a tough uh, one. Me, I've seen some oh, weird I'll, things. I'll tell you. Um, last Thursday or last Wednesday? No, it was Thursday. I guess probably when it was happening. Come um, on, man. <laughs> when I was waiting, for, when I was waiting for you to upload the podcast, I went out and I was like, "Oh, it's a nice night. I'll go sit on the back uh, back step." Yeah. And so I'm sitting oh, out yeah. there, and I hear something next to me, and it is a gigantic possum. Uh, mm. that was the size of a large, large house cat. And I was like, oh boy. And then I hissed at it and it turned and just kind of like looked at me and then just kept walking. And <laughs> so then I was like, okay, it's not scared of me. So I just went back inside. So that was, <laughs> that's the weirdest thing I've seen so far. That gave me some well, palm, good, palm sweating. nature story. Nature stories are good. I have bird feeders outside of my kitchen window. And this morning I was drinking my coffee and looking outside the window and there was a squirrel 
under the feeder and his tail started going up and he started barking and then a squirrel in my neighbor's yard was in a tree and it started barking and then I saw like a house cat and they were alarming each other for the house cat and there were a bunch of birds on my feet it was like I felt like I was David Attenborough just observing <laughs> this natural scene. I mean, it's it uh, rewilding. Awesome. Rewilding is happening, Reed. Your dream is coming true. I hope yeah, so. Happening. It's definitely happening. Well, the, 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 the couple, couple weeks ago before the quarantine, yeah. trip, and I saw a fox outside. Just walked right by us. Shop. Yeah. Hmm. They're talking. The fox just trots by. That's right in between cool. our cars. Yeah. yeah. We've got birds building a nest inside of our porch, like up on one of our columns on our front porch, nice. which like in, inside, which is smart. So hawks and stuff don't see them. Right. Um, but then when they're in there, they just poop all over the porch. So my wife wants them gone. So her solution. Murder. She was, like, she was like, what do you think I should do? I'm like, I don't know. I mean, like we could put like a toy snake or something up there on top of the column or something like that. Her solution was to... Uh, put a an old potato and wrap it in aluminum foil and then put that up on top of the column. And I'm like, they're just going to think there's a baked potato. I know, they're just going to On top of our column. And if they don't, then anyone who comes up on our porch is going to be like, why is it, why they got a baked potato? I'm <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, what, what is that potato going to do? <laughs> I don't, I think that maybe the aluminum UFO. foil, I think it's the reflect, re reflectivity of the, uh, of the foil that can scare them. But like, basically they just kept building their nest around the potato. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so you did the potato? You tried the potato? Oh, she already put it out there. Yeah. That, that was like, her. Look at this giant metal ball we can incorporate into yeah. our structure. So, yeah. Someone is leaving us gifts where we're building our, our yeah, home. They just, yeah. they just went from like uh, some sort of tract home to like a Frank Gehry. Yeah, like, Upgrade. <laughs> this is yeah. modern art. This is yeah. modern art. They just got that MDF trim installed. Why couldn't you also, just side note, why couldn't you, I don't know, wrap a rock in aluminum foil? Like why? <laughs> why <laughs> we actually have we actually have numerous, I would say potato shaped rocks. <laughs> Outside on our porch, that is a very good point. Um, like maybe something that's yeah, maybe something that's not gonna rot and stink. Yeah, that's a right. very good. That's a very good point. Yeah, rotten potatoes smell terrible. Yes, so that's what also kind of birds. Um, I didn't even see. It's usually it's usually morning doves. Yeah, in I my got a, I got a pair of morning doves. In my experience, uh, bird nests are not that heavy, so you can just pick them up and move them. Yeah, but you know, everyone's just trying to survive, so. They're they're quarantining as, themselves as well. I kind of hope they stay because I I like to watch them. But and that's me, man. I sit in front of my kitchen window now for like an hour a day and just watch the wilderness. <laughs> so just so I'm clear, I've asked this question and my responses were. Uh, a possum. No, I got alarms. Yeah, you got you. Uh, a 14 pound marsupial sized you up and decided you weren't a threat. Just yeah. one side. That's yeah. insulting. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They took one look at your, your quarantine beard and said, not a problem no. here. Look at yeah. that guy. And, and then read looking at birds. That's yeah. what we have. Okay. Just, I got nothing either. So the, the, your stories so are better than mine. You don't have one? I know. I didn't even, I just asked the questions here. I'm just the host. All right. That's, that's the way I'm going to play this. I'll think of something. I mean, I nothing's know. weirder than normal, I feel like, which is unfortunate because that just means I think people aren't taking this seriously enough. They're not getting mm -hmm. weird enough. 
But um, yeah, I mean that's what you get when you stay in home, stay at home all day. Yeah, weird stuff starts to happen. My kid learned how to shrug. That was pretty fun. But other than that, which one? Has my two-year-old. Oh, nice. The boy. He just looked oh, at me yeah. and shrugged the other day, and I was like, <laughs> no, I didn't. Did you I didn't know I, you could do that. That's do you awesome. mind if I say his? Can I say his full name on the podcast? Sure. You want his social security number too? I don't even know if we've applied for that yet. We're probably two years behind. Don't Stay off the it, grid, man. bud. Stay off the grid. All right. Well, here we are. We're on our sports podcast again. Things getting weird already. <laughs> Welcome. If you've never been here before, then we're not, you know, it's not always like this. Sometimes we actually have sports to talk about. This might be the weirdest thing that's happened this week. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> you finding us, dear yeah. listener, is the oddest thing that you will experience this week. But while, since you're here, go ahead and uh, give us a subscribe. Give us a like. Tell all your friends. Tell a friend. Anyone. You got nothing else to do. Yeah. If you if you so choose, send us a Zoom invite. We'll do this. <laughs> we'll just drop into any Zoom. Sure, we will. Yeah, why not? Why not? Yes. You can and see usually... Rowdy's beard in the flesh. Oh man, yeah. Sorry, it's coming, it's coming in nice. Sorry in advance. <laughs> well, you should have stopped it before nicely. I mean, it's coming in for sure. It's there. There's there's no Something's arguing. happening. There's no arguing its presence. <laughs> Oh, it's here. And it's queer. <laughs> oh, hey, Rowdy. Yes. How about some sports? <laughs> um, well, I mean, I feel like we gotta we gotta talk about, you know the tiger um, in the room. The 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 tiger in the room, yes. Uh America's uh quarantine water cooler conversation. New pastime. Uh Tiger King on Netflix. Um, which uh I know Snoop, you have not been watching. We just finished episode three last night and Reed, you've seen the whole thing. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. So there is a sports connection because on first episode, um Shaq appears. Um, uh, Shaq, you mean Shaquille O'Neal? Shaquille O'Neal, that same. Shaq Fu. Um, and Diesel. He, he talks about uh, going to uh, what, what's it called? GW? Is it GW? Um, GW um, Zoo. Which I don't. GW Incorporated. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, Side note. He was here in Anderson, Indiana, at the Mounds Mall in 2011. Oh, wow. yeah. With his Tigers. Oh, he was I thought you meant O'Neal. Okay. No, yeah. not Shaq. Shaq's never <laughs> been to A-Town, unfortunately. Yeah, so in the, in the documentary, he, he, there's a clip of him talking about actually meeting Joe Exotic um, at – at, at the GW uh, Exotic Animal Park, and uh, you know, talking about the tigers, it I, I almost and I don't I don't know if you remember this, Reed, but in the in the clip in the documentary, it almost sounded like he had bought tigers from him. Two of them. That's what I thought. That's what I thought yeah. he said. Okay. How much is a tiger? Two thousand dollars. See, no, that that's can't reasonable. Be. That if I true. had two grand laying around. I'd consider yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, I would What's kind of feel powerful just knowing that I could purchase a tiger. Mm -hmm. What's the well? Yeah, I mean, but half the country can. I don't yeah, know, what? I mean, once I, we get our checks, yeah. 
Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's a oh, really good damn. Point. Yeah. You guys just yeah. rocked my world. When we once we get our virus dividend, what um, what's the upkeep on a tiger? Did they mention that? Um. Well, they get all the expired meat from Walmart. Yeah, what? and then that's what they feed them. Yeah, so that's at this at this particular zoo, they go basically dumpster diving for expired meat from Walmart, which they also use in their pizza restaurant. <laughs> yeah, the and the people who actually work at this zoo are all basically like ex-cons who cannot find any other job, so they so they it's like carnies times 10 and so they all <laughs> uh, they all just scavenge for their first picks out of the uh dumpster um uh, dumpster stash so, yeah so it's all like the expiration dates and pull the meat out that's still mm -hmm. like partially frozen and not expired yeah so, but he but he was saying though it was i mean it's fairly expensive like it was like was he saying it was like thirty thousand dollars to feed a tiger for a year? Yeah, I mean it's a it's it's a lot. Yeah. So depending on how long you plan to keep this tiger, you need at least thirty-two thousand dollars, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. That's why he sells them off after they're what was it like four months old or something or six months old. He sells them off because yeah. Then they're too big and too dangerous to like take to the mountains mall to let people pet and get their picture taken with them. Yeah. But I was but, thinking about this, like Shaq buying these tigers is not he's from LSU. Of, it's not unheard of in the sports world. Do you guys remember Mike Tyson? Those pictures of Mike Tyson. Do we remember Mike his, Tyson? Outside his pool. Yeah. With two full grown tigers on chains and he's just holding the chains. Um, this is I a don't thing, remember that. This but is I'm a thing super it. rich oh. athletes do. Oh my! Look at that with this like weird underwear. Yeah, I mean, that's okay. That's crazy. Yep. Mike Tyson so, has some cats. Huh? What's the so in the show? I want to try and bring this back to the show because I, like you said, I haven't seen it. So in the show is <clears throat> is Shaquille O'Neal. You know, big Aristotle in the show is yeah. there an actual. Clip yeah, it's of him? a it's a clip. Yeah, it's an actual clip of him. And he so was he, on Joe Exotic TV, which was like a YouTube or internet channel that Joe Exotic had back in the day. He was like on an episode of Joe Exotic TV, where he's like, "I'm here with my main man Joe, getting some tigers." You know, like <laughs> that kind of thing. Actually, yeah, so he, he got a tiger and a liger. Yeah, so he visited in 2014. And oh, 14, yeah, 20, 2014. But then um, uh, he said, he says, uh, when he followed up, he clarified his relationship with Joe Exotic. And he said, and I quote, so we go in there and it's a beautiful place. This is my shack impression. And the, <laughs> and the character that was there was Joe, it was Exotic Joe. We were there, and I dropped some donations for the tigers' foods and all that. We take pictures with tigers. We went back a couple of times. Then we go back another time, and I found out uh, he's involved with all the stuff. And then, actually, I stopped going. <laughs> I don't harm tigers. I love tigers. I love white tigers. Do I put donations to these zoos to help tigers, these tigers out? I do it all the time. Do I own tigers personally at my house? No. But I love tigers. Listen, people are going to make their own opinions. But again, I was just a visitor. I met this guy, not my friend. No, hold on. 
never had any business dealings with him, and I had no idea any of that stuff was going on. Now, just for copyright's sake, that was me reading that. That was not a audio clip of Shaq actually reading that. Um, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, well, just to cl- I, I want to, again, like point of clarity, people are going to make their own opinions, but whether or not you have tigers at your house is not an opinion. That is... That is a verifiable fact. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> you, you'd be like, well, do I have tigers? And, and also, I want to know how long he paused. Again, now that I know that that was not like, a Do I own tigers personally at my house? And then, like, looks around. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. Michael Jackson had tigers. Mike Tyson had tigers. Well, Those I also two like, dudes from Vegas had a whole bunch of yeah. Freedom Roy, yeah. I like yeah. how specific he gets, too. I love tigers. I love white tigers. Do I put donations to these zoos to help these tigers out? I do it all the time. So that means he's going to these tiger tiger zoos all all of the time. Um, so I, so just yeah. so my uh, Shaquille O'Neal went to this place. He went to LSU. He has a connection to tigers, specifically exactly. Mike the Tiger. He just purchased and buy you bangles. He mm-hmm. likes he likes tigers. He likes specifically white tigers. And he makes donations, possibly around the $2,000 mark. Mm-hmm. Just like when NPR goes through their uh, fundraising campaigns, you give $2,000. You get you a get... mouse pad and a mug. <laughs> now, and in this case, you get a six-month-old uh, tiger cub now, this is, as, a, as a thank you gift. Yeah. <laughs> this is interesting because... Did I uh... purchase a tiger? No. Did I make a large enough donation where a tiger was given to me? And we, we request that you name that tiger Terry Gross. Yeah. <laughs> so then, he, I would name it Diane Ream. Yeah. Here, here's the deal. Right, Chidea. Here's, here's, here's the sleuthing I've been able to do. So I found an article from 2018, September of 2018, that says, here is a picture. The, the headline is, this is on NBC Sports. The headline is, here's a picture of Shaq hanging out with his white tiger. The first sentence is, does the fact that Shaquille O'Neal has tigers as pets even surprise you? Hell it's no. about the most Shaq thing possible. So yeah. here's the deal. He does own hey. he does own tigers. But They're apparently, not at his as, crib. Of, as of 2018, yes, he keeps his tigers on a farm in Jacksonville, Florida, with a guy known as Tiger Dave. Uh, so there's a he had a photo from uh, from 2018 of him uh, with his white tiger, uh, which looks like a full grown white tiger named Diesel. Um, nice. And then and then he also uh, he has uh, multiple photos on Instagram of him uh, feeding baby tigers. Uh, and he says, all my babies are doing fabulous and they know daddy <laughs> loves and misses them. Uh, and, 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 hey man, you're and, entitled to your opinion. And, and then, and Dude. then uh, he has another Instagram post, an Instagram video where he says, this is my new liker. His name is Charles Barkley, AKA Chucky. So um, yeah. So I would say my opinion is he's robust. Yes, he does. He does own tigers. <laughs> Uh, I, but that's I like I said. That's I, just, that's just my opinion. Uh, at, he owns them at Tiger Dave's house. This is a clear yeah. delineation of wealth. Do you yeah. own tigers or don't you? Yeah. Right. 
Now, I mean, I will, I will say, I gotta, I gotta say, like, not everyone has the amount of time to devote to investigative journalism that I do. Um, like, not everyone can do a, you know, take five seconds and do a Google search of Shaq space tiger and find these, find these headlines. Um, but that's the service that we bring to you. We pay it forward here on this podcast. So, <laughs> but, but they're not at his house. He, the, but he owns them. He, he but he does. Do I have tigers at my house? Oh, no. okay. Yes. Okay. That, and that I don't is know true. Why. That is why true. Would he he does say, you are right. Do I own tigers personally at my house? That's, no. That's so the qualified. Yeah. That's okay. So right that's there. pretty, okay. That's, you know what, Shaq? That's smart. Yes, yeah, it's that's, smart. That's why smart they call you Big Aristotle. Uh, lawyered up. <laughs> yeah. And it probably sounded something like, do I own tigers personally at my house? That's how I probably said it. Yeah. Like, oh, wait, I need to make sure that I... Allow me to preface this response. <laughs> yeah. Do I do own I... tigers at Tiger Dave's house in Jacksonville, Florida? <laughs> oh, yeah, lots of them. Yes. <laughs> that's just my opinion, though. <laughs> and isn't Shaq's, I think I remember seeing something where Shaq's house in Florida was like 130,000 square feet with its own several acre lake. That sounds uh, right. Like on a private property. And the I remember seeing that his big claim to fame for his estate was that Michael Jackson offered to purchase it from him and he would never sell it. Well, he's not even, uh, how much time does he even, you're talking about one in California? No, I'm talking about the Shaq's property in Florida when he was oh, with Florida. the Magic when he bought that. Oh, okay. I mean, Is... Bubbles just wanted to hang out with some tigers. Michael yeah. needed some friends for Bubbles. Yeah. That's what I'm I mean... saying. Like, super rich people have zoos, man. Hugh Hefner at the Playboy Mansion had a zoo. This is this always is been what the case. rich people get into. Exotic this has always animals. been the case, right? I mean, th this is this has been the case forever. Yeah. Right. Like this is not new. Okay. No, this is not new. Now, is this the same? Is this the same Florida estate that he? I because I thought this was in Louisiana, where he's a a deputy. That he is a deputy in Louisiana. Okay. As is Steven Seagal, I believe. Okay. Uh, I want to just hang out with Shaq. He, oh, he, he does. He wouldn't he, it be awesome. He has He's so awesome. He may have tigers. He definitely has tigers. He's a deputy. He is an EDM DJ. He doesn't uh, have tigers at his home, though. Right. He has a PhD. Don't forget that he does. An he ED. An, an yeah. MBA through the University of Phoenix, and a yet a doctorate MD. of education. Right. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. And he, do you and guys remember the Shack? Do you remember the? Do you remember the Shack Fat Camp show? No, I don't. Uh, he had a show. But I am feeling this quarantine fifteen right now. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you that much. That, boy. In 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 two thousand seven, uh, there was That's a show whiskey. on ABC called Shack's Big Challenge, where he I helped, do remember that. Yeah. Uh, where he helped. It was only on like one episode. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. It was. It was. Uh, it was only a few. But he uh, he, he helped six severely obese middle school aged children from Broward County, Florida, lose weight and gain a healthy lifestyle. And that show Good for was him. awesome. 
It was hilarious. It, awesome. it was just. It was, but wasn't it just Shaq clowning on like juveniles? Yeah, but he was a fat kid, so he can make those jokes, and we can laugh with him. Uh, Shaq was a fat kid. No, oh, yeah, Shaq LSU was lean and mean. He was lean. Yes, he was very lean. He looked good. Yeah. No, but as a young kid. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I didn't know him. That that's back just when your, he lived with the sergeant. That's just your opinion, man. He is a sworn sheriff's deputy in Jonesboro, Georgia, which I believe is where oh, Georgia. Georgia, Georgia State is, right? Isn't that in Jonesboro? Or I'm not Georgia State. Uh, Georgia Southern. Isn't that in Jonesboro? I don't know. All right. Probably not then. It's probably not Shaq right. Shaq did have a uh, show that I watched every episode of where he uh, competed against the best athlete in every sport. Oh, the so he like one. played tennis against Roger Federer. He swam against Michael Phelps. Mm-hmm. He played beach volleyball against the uh, that uh, famous duo, American duo, beach volleyball. Mm-hmm. Um, May Trainer and uh, May Trainer yeah. and yeah, Misty um, May Trainer. Yeah. Anyway, move Misty on. Misty May. Yeah. All right, let's but move on. It was hey, awesome. Uh, so right. Jay, Jay Williams has a um, modest proposal. For the NBA, um, let me player. let me let me do my let me do my Jay Williams impression here. <clears throat> are you gonna read this whole thing? It's a lot. I think if the NBA, if you are trying to find a way, this happens in May or June, we're still not in a great great place, but maybe we're in a better place. Maybe you can take two of those massive cruise ships, and there's testing before everybody goes on the ship. What what's going on with this rattling over here? What, what, I'm sorry. what is that? Reed? I'm sorry. You, you know we're picking this up, right, Reed? Okay. Uh, All right. A real, real quick tutorial on Google Hangouts. You can just actually just go ahead and hit that mute button whenever you oh. want to start <laughs> unwrapping your Twizzlers or whatever okay. you're doing. <laughs> All right. So let me let me get back to the modest proposal here. Maybe you can take two of these massive cruise ships, and there's testing before everybody goes on the ship. You allow the player and their immediate family, their wife or their kids, are allowed to go with them. And you have an Eastern Conference cruise ship and a Western Conference cruise ship. Obviously, everything is sterilized all the time. You have the media companies are able to drop their equipment in. You never really go to shore. You stay out on the cruise ships, and you build two courts on those cruise ships. And now, I know fans may not be allowed to go, but still, broadcasting companies could actually broadcast these games. The team members and their families could be isolated to a degree that for that span, if that's 40 days, whatever it may be. And then you're allowed to potentially have these games, the Eastern Conference Finals. You go right into the playoffs, maybe give a week for each team to prepare, but you go right in there with the Eastern Conference and Western Conference, and then you have a championship game on a cruise ship. So what do you guys think about that? I thought this was interesting. I mean, the precedent has been set because NCAA men's basketball has played on aircraft carriers before. Mm. That's cool. Um, North Carolina, Kentucky, maybe even Duke. There, there's a handful of teams that have Duke, played on yeah. aircraft carriers in the past. Um, to me, this sounds like a bailout for the cruise industry. You think that's what he's doing? He's he ending around it? Uh, he maybe, he's got, maybe he's got some of that, uh, what are some cruise lines, uh, Carnival stock. <laughs> instead of instead of uh, the 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 cruise industry, can we just start calling them the diarrhea boats? Yeah, because that's all that's all they are. Poopy I mean, boats. you can call them whatever you want. I guess okay, I don't well, see the, I don't see this working. Like, let's just what? put that out there. Where well, are they gonna? Off, where are they gonna? What time zone are they gonna be? Can, can and can you think of a no, more disease? 
and all okay. there's no rules. There are yeah, no so, rules. Yeah, the so NBA how do rules. the officials? How do you officiate a basketball game in international waters? <laughs> FIBA. It's, it's, it's FIBA. <laughs> they got to change everything. Yeah. Now yeah, we got a you, ten point shot. <laughs> yeah, it's rock and jock. That's you're what shooting from you're, yeah, you're shooting from the go kart track on the Carnival Cruise Line. <laughs> I just feel like if you're shooting for a sterile environment where people never get sick, cruise line, <laughs> diarrhea boat. Like yeah. that's, that's that's what comes to mind. We're not going to ball out in the ER. We're going to get on a cruise boat. Yeah, why couldn't he just put him on an island? I mean, I would think that you would have much more luck there than putting him on a cruise ship, putting him out to sea, and, and isolating them with their families there, which is like that's just a bunch of grubby kids, right? Well, and there's also, I would imagine, like once you get on the cruise ship, there's got to be at least like a two-week quarantine period where it's basically just like, no, you're going to just stay in your cabin. Scrimmage time. Because like one of you could have the coronavirus, so you got to stay in your stay in your room. And then, yeah. Where are people going to practice? There's just Practice? <laughs> practice? <laughs> Talking about practice in the middle of a worldwide pandemic. <laughs> Look, I get it. I get it. Not a game. <laughs> Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. Uh, yeah. So we're all on the same page. We can't practice. Yeah. So this is a great idea, right? Yes. Is that the page we're on? Good idea. Sure. I think you just put them out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, build them a field of dreams and let them do it that way. Yeah. Don't, don't put them up. It seems like just elitism, right? I yeah, mean, I think you're that, right. Give them space. You got to give them space to roam, right? <laughs> like they're bison. Yeah, yeah. Free range, free range. Free range. <laughs> this is this is the first free range sports league in the world. You got these yeah. NBA players out on the Great Plains, just roaming around, just balling, chewing cud. Yeah. That's not a euphemism. You know, Mike Florio has talked about doing this with the NFL, just putting all of the NFL in like isolation in like Nebraska. Yeah. And everybody would play in like basically uh, the Truman show would exist, <laughs> but just the NFL player. That's yeah, what we're it, talking. Yeah, it would be like Olympic Village for the all of the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it would be insane, and they would all die. Can you imagine how quick the coronavirus virus would run through that? What what is happening right now? Reed's opening a bottle of something. His duck call. Yeah, this. <laughs> I mean, okay, so clearly this isn't going to work. We're all in agreement there. No, but this also, is a bad idea. I like his outside the box thinking. That's, okay, so let's go to that second part. We're all in agreement that this is a bad idea. I think we're also in agreement that this should happen. Yes. Without, yeah. without a doubt. Oh, yeah. Just because happen. it's a bad idea doesn't mean you shouldn't execute. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I, yeah, exactly. Now, okay, how many people would this be? Let's well, assume what is the NBA Eastern, and Western, is what? Eastern and Western 12, Conference. 12 to 15 players plus... For how many, how many teams yeah. in each conference? Yeah, there's going to be at least thirty, plus their families. But they're but they're only but they're only taking eight because they're going straight into the playoffs. So it's sixteen teams, and all of their support staff, mm -hmm. right? You got to so, think that's like forty to fifty people per team. Well, yeah, I would say probably thirty. Well, you could, yeah. 
30 you to got 40. announcers you got radio guys you got uh, all that boys be. you got uh equipment managers but all that's got to be uh it's it's got to be all just the same person we're going to standardize that you all get the same ball boys you all get the same cabin boys so let's say okay let's uh, say 16 I mean, like the the if we if we put them up on um, the Symphony of the Seas and the Harmony of the Seas from Royal Caribbean, <laughs> uh, we're looking at uh, S- Symphony of the Seas maximum capacity is six thousand six hundred eighty. That would do it. Yeah, but and, and Harmony of the Seas is six thousand six hundred eighty-seven. So yeah, I think we're good. No, that's with people though, Rowdy. And then, yeah. then you have to, put, but then you have to put multiple basketball courts in there. And a basketball court is what? That's what the ballroom is for. Why, why do you have to have multiple games 94. going on at a time? Yeah, you would. Well, somebody would like to practice, right? Practice? Oh, yeah, here we are. You got to have again. a practice gym. You got to have a weight room. Oh, I guarantee that's a training a, room. Okay, I'm looking up the schematics of the Symphony of the Seas. Let's see. I think right. we can do this. I feel pretty good about this. I'm looking at the deck plans. You got wait, wait, you got to televise all this, so you got to have all the production company people. Yeah, but yeah. six, you know, sixty-six hundred people, like that should be plenty, and then and then some, right? Got to have cooks. Yep. Got to have people turn down those beds, so we yeah, can take somebody, all. So we can cover up. NBA guys aren't fitting in the bulkhead or the, the usual stateroom on a ship, probably either. These guys are tall. Yeah, where you and I would fit in, they're not going to fit in. Right, for sure. All right, so we yeah. could take, we could, we could cover up the perfect storm water slides, remove those water slides, and just cover that up with it with a deck. On that's on deck eighteen. On deck seventeen, the sweet sun deck. Sorry, that's going to be a basketball court. Um, <laughs> what about the holodeck? Uh, oh man, holodeck. Then problem solved. Deck 16, we're going to keep the Windjammer Marketplace and the Ultimate Abyss slide. I'm going to keep Deck 16 as is. Now, Deck 15, I think... you got to have something to do on your days off. I think that we could. um, This is where the main pool is. I think we can convert. We could put a couple courts in the middle of Deck 15. Um, Just so I'm... Like, when you say this is where the main room is, you're not showing us anything, right? No, I'm not- just looking at it on my computer. Gotcha. Okay. Thank <laughs> you're gonna just you. have not even a visual aid. You're gonna just have to trust me because if we're gonna make this happen, time is of the essence. So you're just gonna have to trust me. Okay. <laughs> All I see is Rowdy's mustache right now. His screen's frozen. <laughs> um, Never let go, Jack. Oh, on uh, deck deck four, we've got Casino Royale and a uh, an ice rink. Blue those chips. Can, those can both be. Those can both be. Uh, those could easily be basketball courts. How tall um, are they? The vitality at Sea Spa on deck five. I think we need to keep that. <laughs> okay, uh, that could be the training. That could be the training level. Vi- so, uh, on deck six, we've got the vitality at Sea Fitness Center, so we're set there. And then, and then your post workout meal you can have in the Vitality Cafe next door. Um, let me amend my earlier statement then. <laughs> that this majority, is a fantastic idea, right? That the majority of this podcast agrees this is a bad idea. Yes. Agreed. Okay. It's unanimous that we all think this needs to happen. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's democracy at work. Right? Now, Most now of me, us disagree, but we're going to pass this amendment. Let me just say, here's here, here's the alternative for the good of the rich. That's here, right. here, here's here's the alternative. So NBA. Uh, <laughs> The the alternative to all this, if we're not if we're not doing if we're not making moonshots like the uh, the NBA cruise ship, then we're going to be stuck with moonshots uh, with points. Uh, NBA two K tournaments, okay. uh, which will kick off this Friday. That's what they should do. Th- that's what that's they what are. They that's what they are doing. Uh, this is actually happening. Um, this let's see. So they are going to start Friday, and they're going to take place over 10 days and air on ESPN. And so we're going to have a uh, players-only tournament matchups uh, for NBA 2K20. I think you mean players only. No, it's players. Um, <laughs> it's ERS. I so this is, this, is, this is the lineup. We've got Kevin Durant versus Derek Jones Jr. Slim Reaper. we got Trey Young versus Harrison Barnes. Mm-hmm. But I got we got Trey. Hassan Whiteside versus Pat Beverly. Pat Beverly. Uh, Donovan Mitchell versus Rui Hachimura. Hachimura. Donovan Mitchell's back to health. Uh, We got Devin Booker versus Michael Porter Jr. Porter Jr. Uh, We got Andre Drummond versus Demarcus Cousins. Drummond. Zach Levine versus DeAndre Ayton. Wait, Boogie Cousins is in this thing? Zach, uh, Demarcus? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He wins. yeah he wins he's he's thing. playing Andre Drummond. You got Boogie. Uh, I got Boogie for the whole thing. We got Zach Levine versus DeAndre Ayton, and then Levine uh, Montrezl Harris Harrell versus Demontis Sabonis. 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 Yeah, mm-hmm. he wins. Sabonis. Yeah, he's a, is he a pacer? Yes. No. Wait. Demontis. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. What is happening over there, Reed? Well, I was think I was somehow I had Trailblazer in my mind, but that's his dad, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Arbenus. Yeah. So, so they're taking a cue from NASCAR. That's do that's getting the actual NASCAR drivers now. IndyCar is doing the same thing, where they're getting the actual IndyCar drivers to hop on into their like racing rigs. Um, last week, I think I was I was thinking it was actually like just video game players that were pretending to be these NASCAR drivers, but it was actually the NASCAR drivers. So IndyCar is doing the same thing. So like Tony Kanaan's got a whole setup in his closet and he's retired. Well, but they're, they're, <laughs> I don't care, but he's racing. He's racing. Uh, and he's the playing video games. They're, they're, they're all playing video games. <laughs> so this is, this is the rise of esports. This is the rise of esports because all these, all these players, actual basketball players, actual race car drivers, they're playing themselves in these uh, video games. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to bust anybody's bubble here, but we have 20 minutes left. Do we want to get to the uh, documentary? Hey, we let's just jump ahead. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, as we've been discussing, their sports are just not happening. So we're like, well, what do we what do we talk about? What? Well, um, let's talk about. Um, let's watch a movie. Let's have let's have movie time. And so let's look for free sports movies that we can all stream. Um, so we we ran through some different options. And this week's pick was Jose Canseco, The Truth Hurts on Amazon Prime. Three with Amazon Prime. <laughs> Not uh, a sponsor. It is 
It is a an easy, I would say it's, it's an easy watch. It's it only takes an hour. Is it? Um, I learned a it's lot. A short watch. Yeah, that's uh, better. Yeah, I learned a lot. Um, I gotta say, Jose. Uh, I think the MLB owes Jose Canseco. I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. I think that, oh, that's no doubt. Uh, I think he's been treated unfairly. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm on I'm on Team Jose. Look, Even though here here's the deal. Do I do I understand that Jose Canseco definitely paid for this documentary to be made? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do I uh, understand that Jose Canseco had final sign off on the the edit of this documentary? Of course, uh, <laughs> but uh, I gotta say uh, he presented his case well, and he can. Will you me. say that Jose Canseco included two dudes on in a parking lot outside of the shoe carnival? I didn't Sonic really. The yeah, okay, haircuts. Yeah, so I didn't really understand this. Yes. So, so one of the one of the most bizarre features of this documentary um, is, so we've got a lot of footage of Jose. We've got the, the Ken Burns treatment on all his old photos and stuff. But they then we've really got good, they did a really good job of humanizing him and yeah, kind of telling us story growing up. Oh, for sure. But, but then we've got random man on the street interviews with like three people. <laughs> no, no uh, graphic. As yeah. to what their name just, is, who they are, just completely random are. people. Yeah, who who one know a lot about Jose Canseco and two an have a lot of opinions yes. about Jose Canseco. Yes, they had an unbelievable amount of information about, especially Jose. for being unnamed sources. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and I also I also thought it was funny that it was only like. It's like if I was going to do – if I was cutting this documentary together, I would have a different man-on-the-street snippet for each of those times it cut to that. But instead, it was like the same two or three people the entire time. I think there was three guys. Yeah. yeah. One was an older gentleman yeah. uh, with a fantastic goatee, just an oh, yeah. all-around quaff, um, who – uh, had some had some opinions about how players get paid. Uh, second guy had a lot of information about uh, the current state of Jose Canseco and his finances. Yeah, uh, maybe his uh, maybe his accountant. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, I you know, and and his Twitter account knew a lot about his Twitter uh, activity. And the third guy was wearing a Dallas Cowboys jersey. That he was. <laughs> Did we notice that? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, where is this happening right uh, now? Shoe carnival um, parking lot, dude. I'm yeah. telling you. And he had a lot of information about the – Tons. Uh, tons of information about the con uh, congressional hearings that Jose Canseco was yep. involved in. Just like kind of things that I don't think the general public – Especially if this this was supposed to be shot somewhere between 2013 and 2017, we can never really pin that down. Uh, maybe 2013 it was shot in 2017. It was definitely, it was definitely before uh, Jose Canseco opened his car wash in Vegas. Post production's a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> That's a long time though. Yeah, I mean, that that, true. this yeah, this isn't. Uh, this isn't uh, Oscar material we're talking about, you know. Uh, so it was amazing to me that the third guy had so, like he was just able to recall all of the details from the co congressional hearing that happened 
I don't know, eight to 12 years ago. Yeah, that was like 06, 08, <laughs> 05. Like yeah, March 05. Yeah, I mean, right after the book came out, I mean, look, called it. there's no question Jose Canseco should be in the Hall of Fame. He's the first guy to ever do 40 40, mm-hmm. right? 40 home runs, 40 steals. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric I Davis mean, we also had some great yeah. clips of Pete Rose which was also Jose's argument for why he should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Pete Rose might possibly have the best Prince Valiant haircut in the history of the earth. Definitely. I mean, definitely has some baseball hair. Yeah. So, I mean, Pete Rose was a great, or uh, Jose Canseco was a great player, no doubt about it. And I do think that he exposed some of the problems with MLB and, um, and they're blackballing him at certain times, can be argued. But I, I did find it interesting that he continually argued throughout the documentary that a Major League Baseball was one of the most powerful entities in the world. <laughs> I mean, they have antitrust Yeah, I was wondering what you guys would think about that statement that Major League Baseball was the most powerful organization in the world. I mean, they're powerful. powerful organization or most powerful sports organization. Either one. What do you think if it, if we're talking about just sports organizations, what do you think about how Major League Baseball stacks up against other leagues? I I would say the NCAA is probably the most powerful because they're able to somehow get uh, free labor. Yeah. Well, these yeah. Other- I mean, slavery. I agree. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now yes. at a point at, at I mean, during Jose Canseco's career, MLB was different than it is now, no doubt. Yes, and well, I, they allowed, as he said, they allowed all of these things. There were yeah, no so rules against any of that. That's what, oh, that's, knew about that's, that's I think, no what bugged me about the whole thing. And I think that's where, that's why I'm on Team Jose, is because th- <laughs> this, was, this was an open secret. And also, yeah. at, at the time... Uh, yeah, there were no restrictions. It wasn't. A, it wasn't against the rules. And and like he said, uh, when he what was the team that he was on? The Athletics. Well, yeah, See, there were seven two, teams, but yeah, two different times he was yeah. the Athletics. Yeah. So he was talking about how like when he when he joined the team, they'd have like five thousand people in the stands, and you know when when you got into this whole era with like. I guess the Bash Brothers and all that stuff, they, they end up with, you know, sold, sold out even for spring training and stuff. So it's like, yeah, surprisingly, yeah, they ended up with maker. about 15,000 more seats than any baseball stadium holds when the Bash <laughs> so, Brothers. Well, that one, that one. <laughs> that one would actually was, could be true because, like, they played in the Coliseum, uh, where they played, um, what is that called? Um, they, they, could actually seat that many because that was uh that was larger than like Fenway. So hmm. maybe fifty thousand. Yeah. Plus they put with Davis uh Mount Davis where they added those that huge monstrosity in the outfield that blocked that beautiful hmm. view that they had, they were able to seat a lot more people. Those now are all just tarps, but yes. So yeah, yeah. he so, did I mean, like to say every time he talked about a baseball game, there's fifty thousand people there. I mean, these stadiums just grew sure. exponentially every sure. time he mentioned one. <laughs> right. 
Lucas yeah. Oil Stadium. I mean, it seats three hundred seventy-four thousand people. Yeah. Well, they actually like the, five hundred in there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the I, I would say the Princess of the Seas cruise ship could hold about fifty thousand people. I mean, it's if we're, if we're rounding up, um, fifty thousand people rounding there. up to the to the closest half a hundred thousand. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, yeah. yeah. So, so I do think like those those facts that yes. It, he 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 and the other people who were doing steroids made a ton of money for the teams as they were doing it it was not illegal uh you've got guys who are basically playing drunk anyway so right. like what's more harmful uh he he did work ridiculously hard to get where he was it wasn't like he said you can't just take steroids and become captain america that's um, what like you, you you've got to yes. have you've yes. got to have work ethic and he had it and mark yes. mcguire had it and a lot uh, of guys and, 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 and he talks about that bonds. yeah um and then when you get to when we get to the congressional hearings and we show that and we've got all these baseball players lined up and they're like uh, i've never i did not know anyone who was doing steroids i i've never seen this what is a steroid and then jose canseco sitting at the end like yes everyone is doing steroids look it's like if we haven't yeah, learned like by now that if, when you go to a congressional hearing all you do is lie then we haven't learned anything yeah jim jordan but i do agree that w the whole premise that he put forth with the congressional hearings and juicing and all that is i, I agree juicing doesn't make you able to do what Jose Canseco did alone. Yeah. Like you don't go from a middling single A player to the first guy to 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 do 40-40 just by juicing. Jose Canseco was an unbelievably talented baseball player. What does that mean by the way? I don't understand. He was talking 40 about 40 steals, 40, 40 home runs in one season. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's I mean, why he and, grabbed and his that's, base. That's the biggest takeaway for me in terms of the realisticness and and the the authenticity of it is that he's right about that. Just because you take steroids doesn't mean that all of a sudden you become one of the best baseball players in the world. You have to have extreme skill and talent and then juice to to become a Barry Bonds or a Mark McGuire mm. or a Jose Canseco or a Sammy Sosa. I mean you're not going to be Tim Tebow and start juicing and all of a sudden, you know, hit three, three eleven for the season and have 55 home runs and 35 steals. That right. ain't happening. Right. And if, so for those that don't remember, which is probably most people, the congressional hearing came after he wrote the book. I, well, and when he was in that congressional hearing, to your point, Reed, he said, he also said, when they asked him, what should we do with records for people that are known steroid users? Yeah. And I thought his answer was pretty on the nose without saying everybody's using it. What he said was, there is no research out there. There's no way for us to know, mm -hmm. okay, a guy right. hits 70 home runs. How many of those home runs were because of raw talent and how many were because of... Right steroids do we take away 10 do we take away 20 do we take away all 70 I that mean, was his best argument yep mark mcguire hit the 70 home runs 
and he hit 51 his rookie year. So he clearly, right. when he wasn't using steroids, according to Jose Canseco, so he clearly had the ability to do it. Right. So where do you where do you start? Make, like distinguishing what steroids does or doesn't do. My understanding yeah. is that it allows you to recover more quickly. Exactly. Now There's the no other formula. thing, the other thing to remember is when this was happening, uh, that in I think it was right before this, they made a rule that then a lot of the steroids that they were taking then did become uh, banned substances. But what was happening at the time was everybody was moving away from steroids and into HGH right. because there was no reliable test at the time. So all his book really did was move everybody from um, an unbanned substance. That Anabolic steroids to HGH. To HGH because right. there's no test. There was at the time no test for that. So every that's what everybody was taking through. You know, but Barry Bonds and the Balco uh, – what the Balco scandal was all about was all about HGH. So the clear, like we always say, the cream and the clear, that's that's HGH. That wasn't tested for. And that right. wasn't illegal. And even yeah. at this time, before the Mitchell report came out, another three years later, when the Mitchell report finally came out and named names, I think they had almost a hundred baseball players on that list. Yep. That said these are the guys who were taking it. Uh speaking yeah. of HGH, it's it's not it's not just Major League Baseball, I mean, there's probably a pretty good reason why Peyton Manning's forehead is three feet tall at this point. And well, Bill Romanowski was named in the Bill Romanowski <laughs> was named in that that scandal as well. And he was a he was just a dickhead, really, of a football player. Oh, there's like, no doubt that Peyton Manning used HGH. He went to Europe to get treatments. Same with Kobe Bryant. All these guys, I mean, if you tested for HGH specifically in the NFL, you wouldn't. It'd be like it is now. There'd be no season. There could well. There's a reliable test now, but there wasn't back in 2008 when they were first came out with the Mitchell report. And like mm -hmm. I said, all that did was just move everybody from one to the other. I mean, you look at pictures of Jose Canseco in his prime Dude's when enormous. he's roided out. When he's working out every single day, hours a day, when he's hitting you know, 40, 40, 50 home runs a season, he looks like John J. Rambo. That yeah. guy is yoked. Yeah. yeah, that is very true. Yeah. He made the argument later in there that he, as far as his, why he was blackballed or that he was blackballed because after 2001, you know, he hit uh, – well, he only hit 16 home runs that year. But he was, he says, in those last five years, in 1999, he was an all-star for Tampa Bay, and he had an unbelievable season. Yep. He hit 34 home runs. He hit, I think, almost like 27 of those before the all-star break, possibly. Wow. So he had a really good year. He hit 9, 931 OPS. So that's, that's elite. That but is. Those last few years, he was only playing in – you know, under a hundred games a year, and he was only and he was playing as a DH. So he was talking about being blackballed, saying he's had the last five years were as good as his first five. And why is a guy like him? Why why a guy like him can't get a job? That's right. When he tried out for the Dodgers, <laughs> right. And yeah. this is, I mean, the this is this is where he one of the times he got a little little loosey goosey with the with. Uh, uh, Stats. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, first off, your first five, 
you're the first player to ever go 40-40. You have, in your first five years, you have a rookie of the year, you have an MVP, and you're an all-star. Yeah. Uh, four <laughs> of those five years. And then your last five years, you get one all-star bid, one, sing, one silver slugger, and you have two seasons under 100 games. Yeah. Those first five years, you were playing 155 games. Uh, well, yeah, he was the, like an Iron Man in his first yeah. early career. Yeah, so it's like, uh, uh, sir, I say, yeah. I say nay, sir. Agreed. I'm, Agreed. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Those I mean, are... I, I, I got called up and played three games, and I hit 412. I mean, that's <laughs> Hall of Fame stats. In 65 games <laughs> in 1989, he hit, uh, he hit 17 home runs, and he had six stolen bases. In 98 games in 2000, which was his, his penultimate year, he hit 15 home runs in that span. And had no stolen base, uh, two stolen bases, wow. which were probably like pass balls. So it's a completely different player. Yeah. And I, I, I'm sorry, Jose. I like you. You're you're a great you you're a oh, great. Oh, I love Jose. It's not the same thing. No. So he got the fact that he was falling apart uh, uh, physically. Well, he was, but he had four back well, surgeries. Yeah, he is 36 years old. We're moving into the era of uh, of Moneyball. Right. All of these things are just shifting the way that baseball is being played. And, you know, you, no one's going to pay for a 37-year-old designated hitter. Right. You, you, you've already cut off 15 teams because you can't you, – because the last time you played defense, the ball literally hit you in the head and went over the fence. <laughs> so but snoop you would you would agree he's a hall of famer uh yeah i mean for nothing else then i would say his first five years like yeah or his first even his first uh well just Six just his, just his, the, oakland, his oakland years would be enough to say put him in the hall of fame yeah. for me yeah now, and he, I, would, I would say it's the amount of money he made for major league baseball I think, I, I, yeah, I think that's what I think that's what we should go by for Hall Sorry. of Fame. No, just just how much how 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 many butts did you put in the seat? How much merch did you sell? Um, yeah, I saw my Jose Canseco uh, 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 poster. Oh yeah, he was one of my favorite players as a kid. No yeah. doubt about it. He was awesome. Have yeah. I ever told you my favorite Jose Canseco story? Go, go, for, go it. for it. All right, in literally, this will wrap us up. In Little League, uh, you know, you, on picture day, you had this option where you could get yourself on a baseball card, right? So, And then on the back, it would give you stats. And it would said, like, who you played for and your position. And then it had favorite player. Who'd you play for, Go Fence? I, paid, I played for Wendy's. Wendy's, nice. <laughs> I was Pizza Hut. <laughs> so my dad's filling this thing out. Obviously, we're doing this. If you know anything about my family, this is last minute. Like, we're sitting there in line filling out the form. <laughs> I'm surprised they sprung for this. Well, it, you, it was yeah. included. I, okay. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't included. And I, I had to plead for the extra, to buy the extra uh, baseball cards. And my dad was not happy we didn't you know you know how all the fam all the families would get the button with your picture on it yeah man yeah, yeah. we didn't get those those were like white river league man yeah so my dad was filling it out and he's like he gets down to you know what position do you play uh you know shortstop okay who's your favorite player jose canseco how do you spell that 
I don't know. And he just goes, your favorite player is Bo Jackson. <laughs> right, Bo Jackson. Not a bad substitute, but hilarious nonetheless. Not at all. Just like I don't, I don't know how to spell that because I'm seven years old or six years old. Like I just wish you had received a terrible misspelled up. card. Yeah. H H O S A Y. C O N. Yep. Yep. Yeah. How do you spell that? I don't, your favorite player is Bo Jackson. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Jimmy. Thanks, Dad. You still have this card, John yeah. Smith? Oh, you I've seen it. the card. It's, it's the one. It's the I've one that used to be on my uh, on my refrigerator. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's excellent. It's favorite player, Bo Jackson. You were yeah. shortstop. I didn't know that. Shortstop, first baseman, and outfield. Yeah. Oh man. You had hands. Yeah. So that's my favorite. That's my favorite Jose Canseco story. It has nothing to do with him. It's all about me. Well, and with that, that's it. We did it. We did sports. As always, I want to thank the guru, Mikey. Uh, is that what he is now? The minister. I, of sound, I, I, I don't know what he is. He's in quarantine, so who knows? Who knows what he's doing? He's not helping our sound. That's what he's not doing. <laughs> he's not. Uh, Jet Belly Music, the commissioner, Brandon Casper, and food editor, Dennis Chu, and the honorary ball boy this week is. The honorary ball boy this week is the captive tiger cub named Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> that Shaq does not own at his house. Liger, Liger cub. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or email us at sports, sports, sports pod at gmail.com with any questions, headlines, or topics you want to discuss. And don't forget to rate us and subscribe. New episodes will be there every Thursday where we will ask, how about some tigers? Yeah, I got it. Yeah.